0: And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Double M, what's going on? He's a gangster. Yes, I need your advice, super genius. You're an ass, you're an ass, you're an ass. PX at 105.9. this guest and it's with Metallica from Upper St. Clair High School, Shattuck St. Mary's, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. We welcome back to the program Bugsy, Ryan Malone. Bugs, wasn't that a thing on DV when you played here, Malone, Metallica, something like that?
1: <laughs> uh, yes, it was. Way back I think my rookie year on Mondays, uh, I'd go up there, with, I think, around Randy and the boys and just kind of pick a, pick a different Metallica song to just so everyone could uh sit in the in in traffic on the way to work and at least rock out a little bit.
0: And just you're a guy that. who still rocks out, I have no doubt about that, correct?
1: Uh yeah. It gets it gets the blood pumping, you know. It's it's good.
0: Now, the Penguins won two cups, Tampa won two cups. It's your teams, nobody else gets to win. What did you make of Tampa Bay this year? Uh, I
1: thought it was great. Um, I think really just even being in the bubble probably made them uh, even that much stronger the year before, literally not being able to do anything. So they had to, had to get along, get to know each other, uh, probably on a different level than ever before. So I think that camaraderie and to pull it through that year, um, this year, you could just tell with, uh, a lot of their, their, their guys, the piss and vinegar they continue to show throughout the year. Uh, one instance, I remember Killhorn running over somebody in Montreal. Then, another fight. It was all season long different guys stepping up, so it was great to see that intensity and them to get back to back and you know, why stop it too?
0: I can't picture you having done real well in the bubble. How would you have functioned in the COVID bubble?
1: <laughs> I think pretty good. I think you're with all the boys. So I mean you make the best of it. And uh you know, back in the day I'm sure the especially nowadays, the video games probably help uh get guys distracted a little bit, but uh you make the best of it play some cards and um have some laughs
0: now you mentioned they'll be going for three and i think they got a shot and that would be the first time since the islanders back when when your dad played he knows all about them do you think they got a shot
1: uh i yeah i I don't see why not i I mean the cap's gonna do
0: some damage we gotta wait and see what happens there
1: yes but i think you look at the, the the big pieces how they built the team uh starting from their net out um, to their D to the depth up front. Uh, there's a lot of character and pieces there that are coming back. And, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing. Everyone else will hop on board, obviously for, uh, whoever's coming in as free agents, you might be able to pick up some, uh, some veterans for cheap money that just want to win a cup. So it's, uh, it'll be an exciting, uh, free agent period for everybody.
0: Now you still follow the league really close, right? I mean, your dad played, you played, you're, you're a hockey lifer
1: uh yes i would say that i mean I definitely click on uh the playoffs uh when those are on for sure during the regular season kind of get lost a little bit uh with some of the games we'll definitely try to follow the your old teammates and see how everyone's doing how the game's uh you know growing and it's 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 great to see
0: now the penguins uh disappointed in the playoffs i think they played well enough to win but you know the goaltending kind of let them down what has to happen for the penguins to make another run do you still think they're uh, a team that can win a championship
1: a hundred percent when you got Sidney Crosby and Malkin and and Letang, um you got some you know, big big building blocks there that can help uh, help any teams but I think those those big pieces are there um, and you add uh, a few fillers around them and guys step up and at certain times of the year um, as, as you see in the playoffs it, it takes all four lines um, you're going to need everybody, and I think we all know Sid and Gino and those guys understand that, and that's how um, they've had success in the past. So they kind of put everyone on, the, on that, uh, that train and uh, get the boys going in, the, in a positive way. I think every chance they got, a year with those guys.
0: How, how long can those guys play at that level? I mean, I, I wonder because Sid and Latang, especially they they are so dedicated to conditioning. I mean, you, you never can't tell. Look at Tom Brady. Maybe Sid can be hockey's Tom Brady. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah, I mean, with uh, the, the, the diets now, or you don't even want to call them diets, just the way people are eating, the real food, exercise. I mean, it all comes down uh, to that at the end, to, to recover and perform. And Tom Brady has set the bar high, and he's he's showing that uh, it works. So, I mean, um, I think everybody, and Sid's been on that train for a long time, uh, with the health and gut health and understanding um everything you put in your body you know has a purpose so he's obviously very committed and a d- determined person so he'll he probably play as long as, as long as he decides to play.
0: Bugsy, you were a power forward, a true power forward. How come there's no power forwards anymore? I mean a handful, but not very many. Big tough forwards who can produce. It seems like the game has kind of phased them out and for no good reason. Well, I
1: think you see in the playoffs there, you're going to need guys to win those board battles and do those little things. You know, everyone, I think it's, uh, you know, so overwhelmed with this, the speed. I understand everyone has to skate fast, but I know even John Cooper told me when I was skating with, uh, Sam coast and Marty St. he was like, well, you got to keep up. I'm like, I, I don't think I'm ever going to keep up, you know, like it was just something that, uh, for different roles, uh, You know for that guy to to go to the net and be a little bigger obviously you're carrying more weight around so you're not going to be as quick but everyone kind of has their purpose for a line and team and you know i you hate to see uh some of those cheap shots uh that are happening on guys and guys getting hurt and that's where you wish there was a little more of that fighting and to to get those guys around to know police themselves because you definitely know you're not going to Maybe take a cheap shot. Someone might uh, punch you in the face. So that, that that can kind of help some things as well.
0: Now you got a new project going. It's fantasy hockey combined with cryptocurrency. Is that right? I mean, you got to walk me through this. It sounds super yeah. cool. I love it. But, uh, but 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 how do you get involved?
1: Yeah, we can go and get involved at uffsports.com. dot com. It is. We just started. These guys from Saskatchewan came up with the idea. They saw their local legend Dave the Schultz Hammer. Uh, in their hometown, not doing too well. I,
0: I remember Dave. He played here. He played with your dad.
1: Yeah, that's right. He was, uh, ended up being, his centerman was the original Bugsy. So I feel like there's all these, these hockey guys have blessed me literally with this opportunity to, to pay it forward. Um, so UFFS is using fantasy just like kind of everyone else, but now a chance for the athletes actually to get paid because so a man or woman in the arena deserves that. And we partnered up with AO Sports, Athlete-Owned Sports TV Network. And that's all about sports-driven content, but not like YouTube where you can get paid pennies or Facebook where you're not really get paid for all the advertising. This is where you can monetize your own content at AO Sports. And it is a game changer. And it is a platform that will be launching in September. There's already some big names on board, but it's going to be for all the athletes to have a channel where they can get their whole story out or their docu-series, how they grew up and really give everyone a voice just so you do a good job of getting the word out. But this, this platform will let the athletes speak the whole story. So the fan can really understand it. So you're also, you're combining the fans and the athletes and you're kind of taking out the middleman because if the fan buys this NFT at UFF sports, the fan can also make money along with the player. So it's really about empowering the players and the athletes that have committed so much to the game. And now there's a chance for these these people from all over the world to have a platform to share that. So i am just been very blessed to talk to you and just kind of get the word out of my goosebumps talking about it. It's just uh, a great thing that's happening. A lot of great people. And uh, you can check those two sites out for store. And there's other partners already on board as well.
0: Well, that sounds uh, terrific. And we'll recap yeah. uh, how people can get involved at, uh, at the end of the interview now, Bugsy, we had flower on earlier, the king of the prank. And he talked about how yeah. he once put <laughs> rotten fish under your car seat. Do you remember that?
1: That that's an easy move. It was like leftover food. You're like, yeah, I remember that
0: specifically. Now now, what's the best prank you saw him pull and what's the best one you ever pulled? And and obviously we're on the radio, so keeping the boundaries of good taste. Yeah,
1: I think um man, we had some good ones. I remember I think when I was just younger, I knew I was getting picked on, you know, with just some of the, the gags. So the first guy I got back, maybe I sure not at the time, was Mark and We filled his sticks, uh his Louisville TPS sticks. We took out the butt end, filled them with water. So we always knew Berge would just grab a stick and go grab the for practice. Never really taped it before or anything. So... Um we did all the sticks in the stall, like three or four sticks <laughs> filled with water, and we put the butt, uh, the butt end back in, redid the tape job, I mean even worked in the tape, like looked like it was worn. So he grabbed the stick, he goes out there, and he realizes there's water in his, in <laughs> his one-piece stick. So um that was probably a memorable one for myself, against Mark Andre Berger then. Um but with, uh, with flour, he'd always, uh, like do, like the, the cans tied to the back of the cars. Oh, right, right, and right. And them under the bumper. And then when you drive away, you're, like, dragging all the cans or whatever underneath your car. So that was a good one, too. But it was it was a great group of guys, and I think that's why we all had so much fun um, those first few years there in Pittsburgh because I think with Bergie and Mario, I think all those guys really understand that, you know, it is a game at the end of the day. Um And it's just something we're all lucky to be a part of and get to play and get paid money to do it.
0: When I see you, Bugsy, I'll tell you some of the wrestling pranks when I worked in, in wrestling. Those those generally started in the bathroom and aren't fit for, for, for public consumption. Now, uh, how much do you miss hockey? Playing everything that goes with it. You're I, I think six years removed because very few people loved the game and had as much fun as you did.
1: Yeah, I mean you miss you miss every you miss you miss it all. I mean, you miss uh, like I said, even when I played, everyone's like, Oh, you're having a bad day. I'm like, Well, not really like we got other people are fighting for our country we're enjoying our freedom over here playing a game we love so I mean I understood my uh my bad days weren't very bad at all and you know it's that camaraderie that goal of something bigger than yourself um is something I really wanted actually when I retired here in Minnesota I I became a volunteer fireman because of exactly what I was craving to to help people in their time of need um, to feel part of a team and then You know, after drill night, go have a few beers with the guys and they crack on you and whatever, just having some good, some good laughs with the guys. So that's been very good and positive. And now with these new opportunities with these two platforms, um, it's all about empowering athletes. So it's something that's very easy for me to get behind. And the scary part is when you go to ask an athlete to participate, they're like, Oh, how much? And when you say nothing, you know, it's like, this isn't real, right? This is a scam. <laughs> so you kind of let them do their due diligence and find out the facts and understand it's real. Um, we just sold 1.2 million dollars worth of uh, uh, fantasy sports football league. They started because they have a 1. hockey league going million. One point two million. I'm, I'm the I'm the president of hockey business development on the hockey side and they just did football in the September. They're going to do the NBA fantasy and that's going to be the big launch party with AOS sports and UFS sports. And we're, we're expecting to probably double that with another major league coming in. We've got some casinos involved. Um, and we're just, we're just like, my job now is just kind of say who wants to be part of it. And we're trying to see where everyone can fit in and spread the love.
0: Now you have a ton of tattoos, but you famously arranged them so they could all fit under a golf shirt and they couldn't be seen now. Does that still apply, or have they spilled over?
1: No, they spilled over. Um, I remember my dad would always tell me uh, growing up, and, you know, keep them underneath the golf shirt for your job or whatever. And then my 18th birthday, I got the Malone family crest on my back, and the rest of the story is kind of all uh, we're underneath the golf shirt. But now uh, I made the Olympic team, so I put that on my arm, and then um, there's a book called The Four Agreements, that I read that really helped uh, shape my character. I kind of got that tattooed on the left side of uh, my arm now below the golf shirt. So yeah, the full sleeves are out and I like my job. And I think it, it comes with the territory. So it all, <laughs> it all works together. No, I, 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 my dad forgave me.
0: <laughs> I knew he wouldn't. I I knew you wouldn't stop either. Uh, let me throw a few old time memories, which I don't expect to remember, but let's see. The first time I interviewed you, you were a sophomore at upper Sinclair high school. And I talked to you and some of the other hockey players after your captain passed in a plane crash. And I was so impressed by by how you guys handled it. That That's a heavy thing for kids to deal with, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. And it's. Um, luckily, my, my dad, obviously, as you mentioned before, played hockey. And I was a scout. My mom was a psychologist and did other community things in Pittsburgh. So I have that uh, support and knowledge of kind of how to handle some of these uh, harder situations. Um, you know, that life throws at you. So I've been very blessed to have uh, my family around to help me, um, you know, be on the right track or Thank pull you. me back on the right track sometimes too.
0: <laughs> now, now, now here's another. You scored two goals to knock the Flyers out, 6 nothing at home in 2008, and get the Penguins the Stanley Cup final. And I saw you right after the game, and we both started laughing hysterically because <laughs> we both waited our whole lives for that. I mean, not that anybody in that dressing room liked the Flyers, but that meant even more to you, didn't it?
1: It did. I mean, I, I was in the stands for the Jaws uh, when we get the power play in the early 90s there for those Stanley Cups and electricity. Um, and just the energy in in the building, you know, like it just felt like, OK, you just believe that we we're going to score it every time. Like when you have that feeling of belief, I mean, it's just an amazing thing. So, yes, I got to see it from the fan side, grew up literally. Um, with Steve Latin, the, the trainer there, that was there for she's 20 years. So he literally sharpened my skates as a kid, all the way up till I first made the team. Um, so it was a very special moment. Understood what it meant for the city and the organization, having my dad behind the scenes there uh, to really see it all um, be successful. And then how we had to rebuild and what Craig Patrick had to do to kind of tear it down. How they built oh, part of my language. How they built it back up again. Um, so it, it was just uh, beyond special for me to put put those colors on uh, every day. Well, not only that, Bugsy, series, but to put the
0: flyers out. I mean, as, oh, I, yeah, as I recall, I, when you were a free kid. agent, you told your agent no flyers, correct?
1: Yeah, I, I would go anywhere but the flyers, obviously. So, I mean, I, it was funny because I was just talking to the Missing Curfew uh, podcast about that, too, because Scotty Upshaw runs Jordan Stahl, I think, after game four in Philly. I end up fighting Hatcher. But then we come back in game five and just put a smacking on him. So that felt really good, for sure.
0: <laughs> now, another memory, and everybody remembers this. Game five at Detroit, 08 Stanley Cup Final. You get hit in the face with a shot, come back, blood everywhere, black and blue, and you come back, and the Penguins win an overtime, three overtimes, and you're on the ice jamming the net when Sakura scores. That was you in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, well, I realized to be on a good team, I wasn't going to be on the half wall <laughs> playing with Crosby and all all these guys. So I figured I definitely had to, uh, you know, work on uh, my net presence. Um, you know, use your use your body and just do whatever I could to help the team in those uh, situations. So you have to stand in front of a, a goalie so he can't see it, so we can score. Uh, I'll no problem. I go back there and do it all over again.
0: How how are the boys doing? How old are will and Cooper now? I mean my God, I'm so old, but 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 tell me how yeah. old they are,
1: yeah, they're thirteen and eleven, and then um yeah will's will's uh, enjoying hockey he's kind of just excited he get, they start checking next year. um Cooper kind of enjoys more of he did a little bit of wrestling this year. We did the the pond hockey, but isn't doing any organized hockey, so he's just um as long as he's doing something to stay out of trouble, it's great. I also have had uh, Twin girls now.
0: Right, that's what uh, I heard. 22. Congratulations.
1: Yeah, thank you. Turning in October. So I uh, have been around for two years. Maybe that's another good reason I'm getting these jobs to help get me uh, <laughs> out of the house a little more. But no, it's been truly a blessing, and that uh, they actually really are my angels uh, looking up for me. So all this uh, going forward here is going to be all for them and everyone.
0: Bugsy, give me that, that web address one more time and uh, one more plug. This is an interesting thing you're involved with, to say the least.
1: Yeah, so at UFFS which would be sports, right? Dot com. Um, there's uh it just is kind of um, the the first site that we we started here and then at AOS or AOSports.tv.com talks about uh what they can bring to uh to everyone really. Uh it's but it's more about the athletes having content on there that they can monetize and really take advantage of Um, they're hard work, right? There's always even MMA fighters are doing all this stuff already. It's a place where guys can go just continue to use the content you're using, but you're just not going to get a tiny piece of the pie. You're getting the biggest piece of the pie. And and that's the beautiful thing about both these platforms. It's empowering the athlete um, and bringing the fans in as well um, to make the ultimate fan experience. So it's a great thing for everybody. And like I said, I feel I've been touched Uh, by the hockey gods and it's kind of my turn to go over and just kind of help out the boys so i'm very thankful for the opportunity to uh be on your show and uh come on
0: you're 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 welcome anytime in (laughs) fact in fact fact, tweet all this stuff and i'll retweet it right away let's do that while people are thinking about it but hey listen this was great you're welcome anytime and let's talk again soon you're true you were in vegas just recently weren't you
1: yeah uh yeah i know you love vegas i love vegas well, the, that's where that launch party was, but I was thinking the, the first time we actually met, I think it was in a ball hockey tournament. At the, no, no, that at the was at the NHL the, that, No,
0: no, the first time we met was when you, we did that interview when you were a sophomore, but oh, then okay. when you were playing college hockey, you played for Joey Mullen's roller hockey team down, yeah. at, down at Neville Island, and, and you may or may not have yeah. gotten into a fight and had to leave.
1: We were in handcuffs, actually, because I was like, we can fight. Yeah,
0: I, I didn't side. want to bring that up.
1: But... <laughs> okay. It's all good.
0: Bugsy, all great stuff. Out, again, thanks good, again. Regards, thank regards to the boys and to your dad. We'll talk again soon.
1: That's I appreciate it. That sounds good.
0: That is Ryan Malone, Bugsy, number 12. What a great player. What a great guy.